Hey friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish, here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this weekly show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday role-playing game. In this case, I am running the hardcover adventure Scarlet Citadel by Kobold Press. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to previews of upcoming products, video previews, a dedicated Discord server, a monthly Q&A, a bunch of exclusive adventures, a bunch of exclusive tools, all different kinds of things to help you run your role-playing games, but most of all, patrons help me put on shows like this. To the patrons of Sly Flourish, thank you so much for your support. We did not end up having a game last week, so I did all of my prep. We've, we've actually not had a game for two weeks in a row, which is rare, but just it's the beginning of summer, a lot of people on vacation, a lot of people going out, and so we had a couple of us, and we spent a lot of time talking about all kinds of other things, mostly about artificial intelligence and what it's going to do to the world. And we, so, so, but this time it looks like we're going to have five of our six players. I think there's only one, only one of our players who is out, so it looks like we're going to have a game. But that means that all of the prep that I did last week in last session, we're going to review it it today just to make sure that everything is still there and kind of get it in my brain because it's been a week since I did it and I've run two other games since then so I want to get it back into my brain and maybe do a little bit of homework about where things might go I think that's I think that's what we're going to look at we're going to look at today so let's take a look at our notes that we had set for last time they had ended in level five what level is it level five the black river is where they had ended they've been kind of making their way along the black river and they learned about how to defeat the major monsters on level five they're going to have to defeat in order to unlock the icosahedron the third icosahedron the one that had been maintained by immorta the debased and she had used it and other people had used it to summon terrible things and there's sort of a series of monsters they have to fight in a row, which wasn't ideal because it kind of takes like an option about, oh, go to one place and fight something to, and now, no, you got to do things in a certain order. And that order was, they know that they need to defeat the chain thing and Lagfell, the lich. And they know Lagfell is really powerful and fighting a lich is going to be really hard. So they know that they can't just go defeat Lagfell. They actually have to unlock, if they want to get an ally to help them fight Lagfell, they can unlock this entity known as the river king who used to rule over the black river down here as a tributary of the river Styx, and used to be an ally of lagfell before lagfell fell to supporting vardazane the the the, the, the hunger god so and then when in this betrayal lagfell trapped the river king in a sarcophagus and like surrounded it with salt water and to make sure that it couldn't get out or something like that and so the characters need to go and release the river king but the, the sarcophagus is locked with a key so they had to go talk to a blood hag uh and and traded the face of one of the characters to the blood hag in exchange for the key that exchange went very well and the guy got a new face he got a face she didn't really care about anymore which is dwarf dwarf woman's face instead of his human male face and so now he's got this different face and went back to so they got the key and now they're on their way back and they saw that it is surrounded by like tomb whites that are guarding the sarcophagus of the river king so they want to they have to defeat the whites release the river king and then go fight uh, Lagfell, and then in fighting Lagfell, they'll also find the chain thing, which is in the same area that Lagfell is. And then they will have defeated three of the four guardians. The only fourth guardian they have to defeat is Shog uh, of Shogoth that has been summoned from the outer, from the from the realms beyond. 
And then they have to go get the icosahedron itself, which is being held by the the guardians of Ling, the world of Ling. And those are the spiders of Ling are the one guarding it. So at that point, they can go get the icosahedron. They'll have three of the four icosahedrons, and then they can make their way down into the depths below level six, the howling, the howling halls, I think it's called, in order to get the fourth icosahedron, which is totally out of control at this point, that the icosahedron has the, the its power has overtaken the whole area it's transforming the entire level below into like a horror land and it's so bad that gellert the gruesome who'd been conducting the experiments grabbed all his crap and left and they caught him on the way out and saw him him fleeing so so that is where things stand we have our notes that we put together last time and we have bart a gearforge bard diplomat bart will be there Bart is interested in like finding his special purpose. And I think his special purpose is going to have something to do with the final icosahedron. I've got little ideas in the back of my head that like he's got a connection to the icosahedron. Maybe he is the icosahedron. Maybe he's the one thing that can kind of bring the icosahedron back together. Maybe he has to sacrifice himself to do it. I don't know yet. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work out. So I was keeping all that in the back of my head when we get to that, that area. But I think, I think he's going to be pretty critical. Bart's going to be pretty critical to to bringing back the the icosahedron. Dorn Greycastle, a shade fighter sorcerer, is now wearing the face of a dwarven woman. I don't know if we determined who that dwarven woman is. A lot of backstory here, don't we? That we have over here wearing the face of a dwarven woman. So I think like whose face is that could be a fun a fun thing we're gonna go to my random generator here this is sly flourish's gm's random generator lazy gm's random generator and it is a perk of being a patron of sly flourish i'm probably gonna write write a a patreon post about it because i don't think i have and it's getting pretty big like we now have npcs we can go to midgard and we can generate like you know different npcs and tie them to the lore of the world Kate Lake, we could instead of Kane, we could have Kate. Kate Lake, how a brazen dwarf of Baco, the elven god of poetry, the elven god. Would that make sense? Sure, why not? So, we're gonna. What I want to do is like, who is who owned the face? Kate Lake Cowl owns the face, and we already determined it's a dwarf, brazen dwarf follower of Baco, the elven god of poetry. I think that could be fun. Maybe he starts to maybe, maybe Dorn is starting to pick up information from kate late cowl that could be a good time garble is a mushroom folk rogue far traveler who is looking for a new realm they i don't think that they have yet met i think they decided that they didn't want to go and meet the mushroom folk here on this level yet because they because the, the player who plays garble wasn't around so that might be something that they end up doing and it's something i should keep in mind for today's session that that they you know what kind of information might they learn about what's going on from the mushrooms because they already talked to the fate eaters and the fate eaters know everything like the fate eaters who you know sucked memories out of their skull in exchange for information already told them a lot so i'm, I'm is there information the mushroom folk have that they can share maybe Mez Rumseleth, a frost elf fighter parfumier who has been trying to keep the body of Potter, who Dorn is inhabiting, from getting in too bad a state, and I think has come to the point where trying to preserve that body is basically impossible. That that Dorn's that, that Potter's body is really bad shape. Now it doesn't have a face anymore. Potter's face is now 
you know, sitting with the other faces in the blood hag's lair, which may be okay. Sister Malarkey Jones is a tiefling warlock follower of the Weird Weaver, who's their patron and god, the Weird Weaver, the, the entity of chaos. I still kind of like this idea that Bart is the Weird Weaver, right? That this is all about Bart trying to, you know, Bart's been coming here and they've been traveling with the Weird Weaver the whole time. Could be kind of a fun angle and that Bart doesn't even know, right? That could be a fun a fun thing. Skrink Skibbers is a rat folk wizard occultist who was sacrificed on the altar by the Deep Ones deep beneath Zobek and was responsible for the summoning of the Shogoth. So I think I think that that is, is kind of a fun, a fun thing. Character hooks. We have Dorn is, can feel the corruption of Vardazane's influence here in the Black River. Dorn face belonged to a dwarf named, and we said Kate, right? Kate Late Cowl. Whoops. Pull that up. Because I didn't think... Yeah, there we go. So one thing I try to do, this is kind of a new thing I've been doing. It's tied into step one, which is focusing on the characters, is what are the character hooks? What's the hook? What's the hook that you can drop in for each character so that they have a connection to the session itself? I try to go through each of the characters I know are going to be there and say, here's something that we can do. Mez can feel the corruption of Vardazane influence in the river. How does Mez feel about the, let's see, blood hag, Brutwer, right? Collection of faces. Is that considered honoring the dead? Malarkey can feel that, so that's Mez, is, can feel the corruption of Vardazane's influence in the river. Is there anything else that, that Mez might feel? How does Mez feel about Potter's current state? That could be fun. Malarkey can feel the sealing nature of the third icosahedron, that it is closing up. One of the four connections has been broken. The other three are Lagfell, the Chain Thing, and the Shogoth. And Malarkey can kind of feel this. Skrink's sacrifices have brought the Shogoth into existence. The Black River actually flows beneath Zobek. I'm missing somebody. So we have Dorn. Oh, Bart. Someone has a vision of the growth of the Void Rift eating their crossroads. I think Bart might have this. Bart has a vision of the growth. And I think it's because Bart has, you know, Bart has some sort of connection to the icosahedrons. So we have one for Dorn. Garble. Garble's folk are worried about the state of their home here along the Black River, which hadn't been so bad until those meddlesome wizards started to draw energy from the ley lines using the icosahedrons of the Weird River. So that's good. We, I think we've got, so we have the thing about Malarkey, but Malarkey's actually not here. I'll keep, the, I'll, I'll keep it in here, but the character, the player who's playing Malarkey is not in today's session. So we have a strong start of the attack of the Wraiths of Lagfell. I think we loaded that up last time in Owlbear. Let's take a look. I remember last time we had some trouble getting cra Clash, which is the plugin that does stat blocks and stuff like that. We had trouble getting the stat blocks associated with Clash. But I think we got that figured out. So I have four wraiths, which is probably right for those. I pulled these straight from level up advanced 5e. They have fear auras. Uh, they have life draining touches, which are pretty nasty. They do con save attacks, which can be rough because you can't quite get your con save up as hard, high as your armor class. Relatively low AC, relatively low hit points. So I don't know if it'll be too tough. Now, they might run up and actually release the Riverlord right away. 
I think, did we, did we already load initiative? Yeah, so we've got all the wraiths and everything have initiative. I think, what's the wraiths? Dex is 16, so there, there's this 13. We'll do zeros for the characters, and that way they can roll their own initiative. And I'm missing, so let's see, Mez, I've, I've already got to remove somebody. So we have Malarkey, we're going to remove from initiative, and we're going to hide the icon, and we'll move her out there. And then Bart, we bring in, and we add to initiative. Why did it, oh. So there, now we can, when we roll for, when they roll for initiative, we can drop it all in here, and, and off we go. This is all an Albert Rodeo using the, the Clash plugin, which is a really good way. It, the Clash plugin can draw in all of the stat blocks from Open5e, which is all of the stat blocks from the Monstrous Menagerie, Cobalt, all the Cobalt Press books. It doesn't have Tome of Beast 1 2023 in it yet, but we're working on that. And also has the SRD monsters in it. So it, it has, like, I forget, 2,000 monsters in it. Plenty of monsters to, to, to shake up your characters. So they're going to start here. Then they are going to go to Lagfell's lair. Where is Lagfell's? I think that's right here, right? I think that that's... Where's my laser pointer? I think that that's in this area, if I recall. Let's take a look at Lagfell's lair. Let's see if there's anything in particular we need to have going on there. So that's 5... I think that's 515. So we'll look at 515, 16... 17. Lagfell's Crypt. Lagfell is a Hierophant Lich. I think we're going to use... I think I, I decided to use a regular Lich stat block, just not use all the top spells. And that that should, that should work pretty well, even though they're relatively low level. Because I think the actual Hierophant Lich is pretty pretty bad. Oh, look at this. Oh, this is cool. You can select your... So they, they got new things. Look at that. New things in here. That's cool. Hierophant Man, they updated Open5e. I didn't even know. Looks great. So it's CR9, 91 hit points. I could go with it. It does an unholy smite, 8 plus 9 necrotic. It doesn't have any range. I guess it's like it's got all these spell attacks. But I could use I could use the Hierophant Lich stat block, give it more hit points, have it do its unholy smite at range, bludgeoning plus nine necrotic. I could just double the necrotic damage and you could do like three attacks that are 18 points. It's really a low, you know, it's not very strong. I think I had planned on using the regular Lich stat block from the menagerie. See, they got little menagerie tags. You can tell which one you're going to use. That's 170 AC 18. It can do arc lightning, which is pretty great. Three targets, 28 lightning damage each. So it's really dangerous, right? This is a really dangerous creature. And they'll have to, you know, but the whole point is it's fighting the, it's going to be fighting the river, the river king at the same time that it's fighting them. So I don't know. I could also do a Forge of Foes monster and make my life really easy. <laughs> just, just load that and pick it, pick, pick the challenge rating. What, what, you know, so it's more higher than CR9. What's the right challenge rating for? Cause like 21 is pretty ridiculous. I don't know. I think making her a straight lich, it would make sense that she's a straight lich, that she's a really, really dangerous, she's a really dangerous entity. Might be pretty cool. But she's dropping her like big words, her finger of death, her power word stun or disintegrates. She's throwing that on other creatures. You know, maybe like she throws confusion around if they're beating up on her, but like she's going to be focusing on the River King and 
you know, on just basically on her turn, we'll have her like, you know, using her main attacks against the River King. But then every so often she's like throwing an arc lightning around and it'll hit like the River King, but it hits like two other characters as well. And they're like, wow, even her like after effects are kicking our ass because she's like an actual lich. So I think that that's probably what we're going to do. I think we're going to try that and be like, it's an actual lich, but they have the River King on their side. So I think that we'll, we'll try that. One thing I want to do is make a token. So we'll go do a little screenshot of the Hierophant Lich and we'll go to our token stamp. Token stamp is an awesome tool for making, making tokens for your VTTs. I like to do a nice big picture of their face. That's my style. Uh, we use a, like a blue. That looks pretty cool. You download that. You go into Owlbear. There we go. Yay. And we put some text in here. Make nice big text. So we have Lagfell. What does Lagfell have in the crypt? Is Lagfell enough on her own? She has phantom whites. I think we'll just use regular whites. I, I, I don't have my other there, my icons here, because I already had whites. There we go. We'll put like four whites. It would make sense that she'd have like four whites going on in here. And then we need a River King icon. He's fun. We were on the character tab. We are. And I kind of like the idea, like, there could be a bunch of whites in here. Maybe there's more, but he's been kicking their asses, right? The idea is, like, the River King's really badass. And so they went through all the trouble of releasing him. So, you know, he's busy, like, beating the crap out of them. Like, by the time the characters get here, the battle will already be going on, I think is where we're going to go. But I think that, the, that, that Lagfell is going to win, that... You know, Lagfell's going to, like, disintegrate him or something. Use her top-end spells to get rid of him. We can, but they might release him early. Let's see. There we go. So we will put a... We're going to hide the River King icon. And we've got that. And then there's the chain thing. The chain thing. Here's the chain thing. And it's just... It's nasty. We're going to... The icon for that, we're going to make a little... Actually, I kind of like the this one down here. I don't know which icon to do. The guy with the big beard, beard, big mustache doesn't exactly grab me. So I think we'll do that guy. I'll make a token for that. Not a great looking icon. What if we did a, let's try this. I know I said I like face things, but this one could be kind of more exciting. Yeah. All right, we download that. Go to our owlbearer and we drop that icon into here. Now the chain thing, we're gonna edit it. There's an edit button in here. And we scale it out to two, right? And what else do we need to do given the, the chain thing? And it resides in there. And it's really nasty too. So that's Lagfell. This is probably gonna take up most of the session. They may go visit the mushroom folk. And I don't think, I think that's on a different map than this one. So I probably, yeah, I could probably pull up the map for it. Let's see. I thought there was like Black River secondary maps. Let's see. That one we've got open. Yeah, there we go. So there's the mushroom. There's the mushroom place. And there's a little shrine. That's kind of cool. Okay, I'm going to mushroom grove. So that way I remember which one it is. And then they'll probably take out the Shogoth. And the Shogoth, is that also a different map? I don't think it's this one. The pyramid is the, the pyramid of Ling. Yeah, here's the Shogoth room. So we'll call it, we'll edit this one and call it Deep Ones and Shogoth. So we got that. 
All right, cool. And I'm not going to worry about getting all that ready right now, I don't think. Because I can... I mean, we got the time. You need deep one... Deep one icons. There's a Shogoth. Like, this is... This will be a fun icon because it's all just pure horror. Let's see. We'll, we'll grab, like, this section right here. Save that to desktop. And go to my token stamp. And go... Boop. Oh, I love that. Isn't that great? That one's cool. And what's the right color for that? Like a green or that blue, that, that weird blue. That looks good. One thing about like mixing token stamp with Albert Rodeo when you don't accidentally put a token on top of your map as a map is so fast that you can you can really do it while you're while you're playing. And I've done it while we're playing. Like, I'll just take a quick, like, hey, I just need, like, you know, 30 seconds and I can whip up an icon. And that's really great if you don't know, like, where they're, where they're going to go. You know, that works, that works really well. What book has deep ones? Tome of Beasts does. So let's, hey, we got the new Tome of Beasts. We have the 2023 edition. I did a big talk about that last week. Deep ones. There we go. So we got a couple of different deep ones in here. So we'll do that guy. Save that to desktop. And we'll do this guy. He looks great. That one we're going to open in preview. And we are going to do the background removal. Perfect. Yeah, it works well enough. And now we go back to our token stamp. Not the best icon, but it'll, it'll do. Yeah, it's, it's good enough. That guy looks freaky. Oh, we can do the background color. looks like that. And then the border tint will do kind of like that greenish. There we go. Got that guy. And then we'll drop this dude. And that looks good. Got ourselves a couple different kinds of deep ones. The other thing is you can keep that window open and just keep dropping images onto it and then just change the, you know, change it a little bit. And it works, it works really well. I think for today, we're like, I'm not going to position them all out. I'm just going to, you know, keep the icons handy. I'll just stick them over here. And that way I can decide how many of these different kinds of deep ones do I need and, and where. Demon Lord Ashkishigal. Look at that. The death, that guy, Death Wisp. That guy looks cool. These are fun. You know what? This Death Wisp, I like this better than my than the whites I was going to use that were protecting the River King. Funny. Let's see. Get the art so it's nice and big. Although, I think those are cooler. And border tint, we'll do it. Maybe we'll do a bluish. So instead of these whites, that we were, we were using, we're going to use these guys because they're cool. Yeah. So delete, 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 delete. I did all that work. And I'm not going to use them. And I'm going to use this stat block. Let's do something fun here. I am going to go into my Mike's Monsters database, which is my local copy of the Artisanal Monster database. And I am going to create a new monster. And we are going to call it Death Wisp CR7. Type is undead. AC is 15, a nice respectable 15. Hit points is 82. Initiative is 5. Initiative roll is 15. They're high decks. Look at that, 20 decks. They're not legendary. We're going to do Tome of Beasts. We're going to have to create a new source. Tome of Beasts 2023. Page number is 71. We do not worry about any of the rest of this stuff. The view is Scarlet Citadel holding pattern. And then what we do, check this, check this stuff out. We grab that text, drop it in there, just paste it in. It's all messy. Grab this text, put that all in there. And then the magic of artificial intelligence. Say format the above. 
as a D&D 5e monster stat block. And it creates a nice, clean death wisp from the brand new book by just us copy and pasting it. A little bit of a little bit of screw ups there. It's got these like weird, you know, didn't didn't quite get that. But the rest of that works. And then we can delete the original text because we don't need that anymore. And we have ourselves a nice death wisp stat block in our database. And I can use that stat for it. Shadow Traveler. While in shadows, dim light, that's what disappears into darkness, reappears on occupied space as a bonus. That's cool. Ghostly Pike is plus eight to hit. Look at that. That's bananas. I, now I look at the stats. I'm like, oh, I should have checked this out. The Ghostly Pike makes two Ghostly Pike. How, what CR is this thing? Seven. It's pretty high. Whoa. It does 16 plus nine. It does 50 points of damage around. That is... Maybe I over, I might have over, uh, overcompensated for this because that, that thing's really, really nasty. Only 82 hit points, but 50 damage. I think I'm going to go with like, you know, one ghostly pike attack. I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of damage. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I'm overdoing it. That's, 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 those guys hit like freight trains. They'll, they'll, they'll definitely, you know, they'll definitely TPK the party. Because seven, you know, that's 28 CR and 14 and the characters. I mean, maybe it might fit within the deadly threshold, but boy, those things hit hard. I could just shave off the, the you know, some of the, I mean, the attack score, I don't mind because they hit hard, but the, you know, I think the, as I was a narrator, Sly Flourish was indeed overdoing it. I might just reduce like eight plus nine. Like if I shave eight damage off of that. The ghostly pike, instead of doing 16 force damage, it does eight, eight force damage plus nine necrotic. That's 17 points. That's a lot, but it's, it's more reasonable. I think, I think we'll do that. I think we'll just shave, shave a little bit of the damage off. And I think this guy will be okay. AC 15 is fine. 82 hit points is fine. Maybe not four of them. Four is pretty hard. Well, then, but the thing is they could start getting their asses kicked by these guys and realize like, you've got to go release the 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 river king and the river king has to come out and he's just like grabs him and you know does a bunch of pro wrestling moves like he grabs him and you know does like a what a you know suplex puts one in a figure four and just shatters him i think it'd be really fun if he if he's like a pro wrestler he's like oh yeah i think <laughs> i think that <laughs> my motivation for the river king is going to be rowdy 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 piper no do i have that right oh yeah snap into it no savage right Randy Macho Man Savage, I think will be my, I think will be my motivation for the River King. Yeah. And they'll be like, is he like Kool-Aid Man? And like, no, Kool-Aid Man and Randy Macho Man Savage have an unfortunate overlap in their approach to the world. Snap into it. <laughs> ripping guys in half. I think that'll be really fun. I'm, I'm excited. I think that'll be a fun thing to do. So we've got that. What else? Is there anything else we need to talk about today? Secrets and clues. Let's do a review of our secrets and clues. So we have our scenes, right? They fight the, the, the what are these called? The, the and I already lost, these called death wisps, right? The death wisps of Lagfell. Release the River King. Face Lagfell. These aren't really options, right? This is kind of how this is going to work out. Whoops. So we are going to... Yeah, move those down get rid of this because it's not an option really those are all in order double the level six yeah this is pretty much it 
so these scenes as you can see when i'm getting close to the end of a campaign i'm actually able to outline the entire remainder of the campaign and i think this is pretty much the entire remainder of the campaign in like nine bullets and i think that's pretty much how it's gonna go so lagfell used to worship karen but ended up following the twisted nature of vardazane the lord of hunger Vardazane, here's a fun thing. I was watching John Wick 4, the John Wick movies. My, my wife and I watched all four John Wick movies. And did you know the name of the the porter, the name of the the manager, not the manager, the name of the 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 the, the, the deskman of the Continental, who was played by Lance Riddick, who unfortunately passed away. His name was Char- Charon. Charon. His name is Charon the Boatman. <laughs> He's the boatman of death. <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes sense. Right, so Charon... Charon was in John Wick. So ended up fo- what, used to worship Charon, but ended up following the twisted nature of Vardazan, and that's what caused the concierge. That's right. The concierge of the Continental was named Charon. Vardazan is the ghoul king of the bottomless maw, unending thirst, hunger of darkness, unsated god, devourer of souls, patron of Darkhul. Lagfell, hierophant lich of Vardazan, is in contact with Radomir Marrowblight. Oh yeah, I was going to tie together... Um, I was going to tie this together with Empire of the Ghouls a little bit. And I thought that like maybe Lagfell is in the process of talking to these two images. I could actually give one of my players hints about things in another campaign that they're playing in. Lagfell is giving information to the high priest of Vardazain and, and Vandekul, inf- giving the high priest information about how to harvest blood from old nobility and use it to, cre- to create new Darakul. Lagfell, the hierophant lich of Vardazain, betrayed the River King and sealed them up in a sarcophagus. Lagfell, using power from the magic given her by Immortal the Debased, summoned the Chained Thing which is twisting the nature of the Black River and tore open rifts to the Dustlands. Something terrible has happened in level six. If left unchecked, the void will devour Red Tower and soon the crossroads. The altar where Skrink was sacrificed to draw Shogoth into the world exists both in the Black River and beneath Zobak. The third icosahedron resides with the Spiders of Ling, which Immortal the Debased, disciple of Gellert, had summoned from their world. They won't depart with it easily. So those are good secrets for today, I think. We got the River King, we got Shogoth, Chain Thing, Lagfell, Thoas Nightcaster, the Warlock, White Skull, Last Baskalag, Gellert the Gruesome. 14 is the Deadly Encounter benchmark today. I think it's a little higher than that because it's five seventh level characters. I think, are they seventh? I think they're seventh. They should be seventh. So five times seven is 35. Half of 35 is 17. So the Deadly Encounter benchmark is 17, which means they could face three of those white things and it's really dangerous. I'm going to shave their damage down a little bit and they'll probably be okay. Got lots of monsters on here. I think we decided we're going to use an actual lich, but that's okay. Some treasure that I had set up for them include braces of archery, which somebody might like, ring of telekinesis. That would be kind of fun. I think we'll probably, the ring would be a good thing from, from Lagfell. Lichbane oil. This is kind of cool. Yeah, it's a special, you know, I probably want to have the River King snap into it and give them some of this Lichbane oil. Valkyrie's Bite, Black-Bladed Scimitar, Guard resembles an outstretched raven wings polish and plus two to attack and damage. While attuned to the Scimitar, you can you have advantage on initiative rolls and while you hold it, you dim purple light. 10-foot radius, that might be fun. Shadowy Infernal Statue of Chernobog, the Black God that casts Demon Within. Oozing Cyclopean Scrimshaw of Ashkishigal that casts Blood Tide. That was cool. Crystalline Waterfill Bowl of Nethys, the, the king of the sea that casts Drown, and then a bunch of treasure. That all looks pretty cool. 
So I think we are all set today. I've got my notes, I've got what I need, and I think I'm ready to run my to, to run my game. So I want to thank everybody for hanging out with me today while I prepared for my game. If you enjoyed this show, there are four things you can do to get more stuff like this. One, you can subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter and get a weekly RPG-related email sent directly to your inbox, plus a free Adventure Generator PDF. You can support me directly on Patreon. I guess there's three things. You can support me directly on Patreon, where you can get access to the City of Arches source book, a bunch of exclusive adventures, Uncovered Secrets Volume 1 and 2, dedicated Discord server, dedicated monthly Q&A, all kinds of great stuff that you get from becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. And three, you can pick up any of my books including return of the lazy dungeon master the lazy dms workbook and the lazy dms companion all the links for those are in the show notes below thank you all very much have a great day and get out there and play an rpg